Great then, ladies and gents. Hope you all well. Another podcast at Form Tutors. Mm, it's been interesting, this one. Listen, I think there's an awful lot of hero teacher stuff talked. Uh, form tutor. How much time do form tutors actually have? Well, we know that a lot of form tutors, form periods, are often moved to later on in the day. Now, I think that's a mistake. Uh, I think form periods should be the start of the day. Although I don't really think we should have form period, but I'll get back to that. Start of the day, kids arrive late. Say your form, let, let's imagine then your form period is at the start of the day. Start of the day, form period. Kids arrive in drips and drops. Um, kids aren't brought into the building very effectively very often. Um, you may do some form of lineup, but then the lineups in themselves aren't done very effectively. Then they're coming through the corridors and it's a, it's a bit of a mess. Um, and then they're coming in. Um, so what have you been told to do? You've been told to do a reading programme, you've been told to teach some PSHE, you've been told to check their equipment, you've been told to talk about merits and demerits, you've been told to talk about, to check uniform, uh, it goes on and on. So form tutors, the form period becomes a catch-all for so many things. Tick box, tick box, tick box, a lot of it for the inspectorate, Okay. We have a reading programme. The inspectors are like that. Uh, we do PSHE and we cover these elements in form period. Again, it just goes on. I mean, the list is endless. And it's often stuff that the form tutor themselves, they haven't had any input into the materials that they're given. And the materials they're given are often not very good. So, you know what it's like. We've all told PSHE, we're given a booklet or we're given a, power, a range of PowerPoint slides and hardly anybody looks at it until the kids are in the room with you and you're looking at, it, looking at it for the first time with the kids, there and then, in the moment. And the stuff you're given is poor quality. So a lot of form tutors are given really poor quality stuff to tick a lot of boxes to cover at the um, at a start of the day when kids are arriving in dribs and drops. Um and you're supposed to be checking uniform and checking this and checking that and checking the other. There is not a lot of time to build any rapport or relationship with kids. And even if you could, what you meant to do, talk one-on-one to a kid whilst the other 30 are doing what? Yeah? I don't understand that either. Also, are you meant to be some kind of counsellor to a kid now? Have you had any training? Have you had any training just to be a form tutor, let alone to be a counsellor? Have you had any training in... This is how you check uniform effectively, because I bet you haven't. Has anybody trained you how to check equipment effectively and what the follow-up is? Um, Has anybody trained you how to read out loud to children uh, if you're doing a reading programme? Has anybody prepped you on the reading materials? Um, Have you got a glossary? Do you even know this book that you're reading? Do you understand it? Do you like it? Um, have you been told how to get the kids to read? Have you, has, any, has anybody given you any training for this role? So there's all of that. And you may have 30 um, form tutors in your school. You may have 35 form tutors in your school. 45, I don't know. It's a big school is. So there's so much. It's so disparate. This is the start of the day. The start of the day when we should be, and I'm going to say from the moment the gates open as you come across the threshold, that we should be reinforcing, this is who we are, this is what we do, this is what we believe, these are our values, and we're very different from the world outside. But what happens is, kids come in, they come across the site. Look, listen, how many kids, how many kids, their uniform, and maybe one o'clock in the day, and somebody says, corrects a kid on his uniform, and the kid goes, 
but nobody said anything before. You're right, because his form tutor ignored his uniform issues, then every single teacher he's had all day has ignored his uniform issues, all the people he's seen at break and lunchtime, the teachers on duty have ignored his uniform issues. What about the kids that get to period three or four or five and they still don't have equipment? So the form tutor was supposed to sort that out. Is anybody helping the form tutor sort that out? Is the, is the form tutor being provided with materials to hand out, to give out, to sell? I mean, there are so many issues. It isn't good enough to say the form tutor has 101 things to do without supporting the form tutor to do it properly. And you can't just rely upon the form tutor's personality. Surely we've learned that much. Relationships are important, but you can't build a school upon potluck. I will hopefully you have a teacher that's sensible and maybe he's experienced and get and you get you get on well with. What are the teachers? Come on, we all know this massive, massive um inconsistency between teachers. There's massive inconsistency in how they teach, even with a de- in a department very often. Even if they've all got the same materials. And we're saying that informed tutors, you know, and they may be there, what, what? I'm going to say, is that going to be four times a week? Is that, is that 60? Is that 80 minutes a day? 80 minutes a week, sorry. Now, 80 minutes a week doesn't sound a great deal of time, but, you know, 15 to 20 minutes every single morning when it's messed up has an impact because they go from that messy phone period where um, they're perhaps not listening carefully, they're not giving the teacher undivided attention, then they leave the phone period and it's all pell-mell and they're not dismissed properly out of the room and they're not reminded how to walk along the corridors, they're not reminded how to greet teachers. Look, we can't leave these things to chance. Oh, but if you really trusted your teachers, you would leave it all to chance. Uh, No, because that's not what leading a school is. Leading a school is not leaving things to chance. Leading a school is not hoping for the best. Leading a school is not roulette. Leading a school is thinking, what could go wrong? What is likely to go wrong? And how can I preempt it? We know kids will arrive in dribs and drabs. What are we going to do to preempt it? We know the kids often don't take form period seriously. What are we going to do to prevent it or preempt it? We know that form tutors often are very slack. What are we going to do to preempt it? We know children's uniform's not good. We know equipment's not good. There are so many factors that we know go wrong in school. How are we going to preempt it? And what I'm saying is, let's do something. This is why I talk about the standing assemblies. I want unified messages. Now, it could be a recorded message, and the recorded message is you know, fired out to transmit it all out to every every form room uh, every single day. Something that I haven't done, but it's something that could be worked on. But you'd still need to work with the form tutors to make sure that they were getting their kids to listen. Because if I'm the head and I'm doing a message to the entire school and it's going to everybody's form room on a, on a computer, yeah? Well, I don't want the kids sat around the room ignoring me. I want the teacher in the room saying, right, three to one, ladies and gents, Tracking me, please. See the slant. Let's put everything away. All your pens, pencils, rulers to the far side, please. No fiddling. We're going to listen to a message from the head now. Bang. And I want the form tutor to be observing that room. There's no point saying one thing, doing another. There's no point talking and being ignored. So 
Look, form tutors, you can't expect them to be these hero teachers. One, they don't have the capacity, okay? They don't have the skills. If they're going to be few and far between. They might like to think that they're brilliant form tutors, but often they're not. And what, what even... What even defines a brilliant form tutor? Okay, well, as the head, you decide what you want your form tutor to be. But again, so then you're going to have to train them, 35, maybe 45 people. And it's different at different stages in, you know, a case stage, probably in year 11, you're going to be doing extra lessons with them in the morning. Probably in year 10, you might be doing something like that. And again, I'm going to go back to, are you really... We blur the lines. What is school meant to be? Is a form tutor meant to be some kind of social worker counsellor? With no training and no time? You know, there is the time issue. When is the form tutor meant to follow all this stuff up? So, my take, I'll go back again. I want a unified message from the head. And the head should know what he believes the school culture should be. And he needs to communicate that again and again and again and again and again to staff and to, um, to kids. And I would make the, I'd let the kids come in. I'd have, ideally, you've always geography issue and always, you know, numbers and building issue. But ideally, case stage three assembly, case stage four assembly. Although case stage four assembly could be taken up with some extra lessons. Um, but unified messages from the top. This is who we are. This is what we do. Culture is going to create. A culture will be created. Either the kids create it. Just by the, the, the sheer mass number of kids. You know, you've got a thousand kids or more in the school. Two thousand sub-schools. Um, culture is going to be created by kids... Because you know what they do? They, they pick and choose, don't they? I work for that teacher. I don't work for that teacher. I, I listen to that teacher. I ignore that teacher. That's culture. That's kids deciding. Yeah, I'll often go into schools and they'll have all of these ideas and they'll have posters on the walls. Yeah, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is our culture. But it's not that's a poster on the wall. What you actually do in reality differs wildly between lessons and it isn't anything to do with a poster on a wall. It isn't anything to do with that PowerPoint presentation that a member, that an assistant head gave at the beginning of term and then was completely misunderstood and largely ignored. Your culture is every single interaction. So let's at the start of the day make that interaction count and that interaction should be between a very precise and concise, clear, clear SLT message. I'm going to say it from the head. Because really, again, it's the head's job to train the SLT. It's the head's job to train the SLT. And I'm going to see also any staff in those morning CPD sessions, which are actually assemblies. Because a lot of the time, SLT aren't well trained. So they've got a hazy idea what's going on. SLT are just human. Teachers are just human. Kids are just human. Head teachers are just human. But the role of the a head teacher is to think, what is likely to go wrong? How can I preempt this? How can I train SLT to preempt this? So many factors. But let's not get carried away with, oh, well, I'm a form tutor, so I'm like their dad, or I'm like their mom, or I'm like their counsellor, or I'm like their social worker. No, you're a teacher who has a very short amount of time with them. You have an awful lot on your plate, 
as a classroom teacher, and that's your main job, making sure that you teach your subject well. And also, your school is highly likely to have given you uniform check, equipment check, merit check, demerit check, um, behaviour reports, I don't like them either, check. Um, reading programme, um, PSHE, uh, so let's be realistic. We might like the idea that, you know, we're the go-to person for the kid and you may have a good relationship with the kid. Great, lovely. What do I advocate? But what I'm saying is you can't, you can't build a school around the off chance that a certain teacher gels with a certain kid and you're not going to please all the people all the time and you're not going to gel with all the people all the time. But what do I advocate all the time? That teachers are bigger versions of themselves and that we talk to children a lot at the start of the day, break time, lunchtime. And that's why we've got to be careful of factor those in for 1265. We've got to make sure that train teachers how to talk to kids. That's why I talk about lots of different ways that... Look, a lot of teachers are very, very uncomfortable talking to kids outside of the classroom because there can be a very much of the MNUS, um uh, rivalry. Um, it, it, it's, it, it does feel very uncomfortable sometimes at break time and at lunchtime in public areas. Kids are very dismissive of adults. Adults often back away. Adults try not to mix with kids at break time and lunchtime unless in change of us. Adults often hide. And they don't know what to talk to kids about. I do a lot of work on training staff so they're more confident talking to kids, giving them something to talk to kids about. Creating this common language. That's, that's how you build relationships. Hello, Johnny, how you doing? You're well, Jasmine? Oh, I'm good, lad. Nice to see you. And what do we say to them all the time? Listen, ladies and gents, we're going to say to you, how are you all the time? How are you doing? Are you well? And we're expecting, yeah, I'm very well, thanks, sir. How are you? That's your normal response. If you're worried about something, say, I'm fine, thanks, sir. But actually, I was wondering, could you help me? Because I'm a bit worried about it. Great, tell us. Tell us. I think we should be challenging the, the, the negativity that's often presented by kids. Because when they're grumpy and miserable and rude, well, we don't know if there's something wrong because that's become their, their normal modus operandi. I see a lot of teachers be really attacking and grumpy with kids as well. I see more of them being overly saccharine sweet with them and ignoring the rudeness. So there are so many factors there. And when is the head going to create the culture? When is he going to communicate the culture to staff and the kids? This is what's normal in this school. It's who we are, it's what we do. Come on. We're not... We can't be building a culture of a school that may have 800, 1,000, 1,500, 1,700, 2,000 kids. We can't be building it on a whim or on, you know, kind of we built a relationship up. We've all got memories of teachers we really loved. Miss Matthews, my English teacher. What year was she born? I think she was born in... I think she was she was 27 when I was 14. What does that mean? Was she born in 57? Was she born in 59? If anybody could ever put me in touch with Miss Matthews. She was Miss Matthews up in Hebron, up in Newcastle. And then I think she went somewhere to Leeds. And I think she became Miss Hardill or Hardesty or Hardill. Something hard. She was an amazing English teacher. Thought the world of her. We all did. But you can't... You know, one of the few teachers that really stands out as an amazing 
just a person that we really, really liked and gelled with. Mr. Mr. Roland, my French teacher, didn't have a relationship with him apart from maybe a bit of fear, but he was, but huge respect. And he was an amazingly good teacher. We felt really accomplished in his lessons, as we did with Miss Matthews. But, you know, you, you pick out a handful of teachers in your school career as a kid who stood out as, oh, you know, you particularly connected with. And on different levels. So we can't build a school on, God, we're lovely people, aren't we, us teachers? We're all amazing people and we love kids and kids love us. Because, you know, that's just not the way it generally is. It's a place of work for us and for the kids. There are lots, lots of attention to detail is needed. And we can't build form period and we can't build schools upon, hey, I love the kids and the kids love me. I think there's too much of that. And it's, it lacks the precision that you need. And remember, you're a teacher. So I don't want teachers taking home all the burdens of the world, thinking that, you know, they have personal responsibility for that child's life beyond school. No, there are systems in place. You can let those people know. You communicate all of that. But you can always be, you know, a bigger version of yourself, an upbeat, friendly, polite, modelling courtesy. Modelling that is really important. Teaching kids social niceties, all that you can do. But whether that's um, the form tutor role, I don't know. I remember, not every country, France doesn't have form tutors in this, this format. Lots of issues, lots of issues. There you go, that's my rant for today. Oh, and as ever, if you fancy CPD with me, <laughs> DM me. You know, the, the usual blurb.